Hi, and welcome to the Iron Moms USA podcast. I'm Ina Koppel. And I'm Raina Butler. And today we're coming to you live from the Iron Moms gym, where it all happens. Oh yeah, this is where it all goes down. Everything happens in these two racks. And when we say everything, we mean TikToks. Oh yeah, and all the, you know, yenting. For you guys who don't know this, that's shit talking. <laughs> and snacking and dog petting. And so when we record our podcast, this is where we record from. And a lot of you have asked to see us uh, in person. So as thrilling as it is, here we are. And so today we're going to answer your questions that you send to us on Instagram. Raina, what do we got today? All right. We've got a ton of questions and I'm excited to actually hear the answers. I hope they're good. Okay. What is the difference between hook grip and alternate grip? Can I get like a fun question first? Okay, fine. No, I'll answer it. That's fun. Well, hello, hook grip. It is my favorite grip and usually the grip that most people dislike because it's so uncomfortable. So when your deadlift becomes heavy, uh, really heavy to where you can't hold it anymore with both hands over the bar, what we'll do is we'll change our grip to facilitate a better handle on the barbell. Because if your grip is loose, you won't be able to lift it efficiently. You might miss your deadlift. You won't be able to set your back as harder. So it causes all of these uh, problems up the chain. So a hook grip is when you take your middle finger and you fold it over your thumbnail and then rest the index finger right next to it. So you've create this like hook effect over the bar. And then the bar hangs symmetrically from both arms in a hook grip. Uh, the other uh, grip that you can take is the switch grip or alternate grip where you supinate one hand, moving it slightly away from the body to accommodate uh, the difference in the way that you're holding it with your shoulder. Uh, and so you'll take your one hand, dominant hand usually, and alternate it on the bar. And that will allow you to kind of lock the bar into place because a bar can slip easily out of a double overhand grip. Most people dislike the hook grip, but I like it a lot once I get accustomed to the discomfort of it because it allows my shoulders to work symmetrically. Um, and also, you know, there's less likelihood of bicep uh, tears and all these other things that come from alternating your grip, like helicoptering the bar away from you. So I suggest hook grip and I make all of my trainees um, get used to it on lighter warm-up sets. So hook grip first, and then when you can't anymore, alternate grip. And in your training cycle, you can use straps to help you, uh, you know, get through those heavy sets. But use your regular grip on the warm-ups and then hook grip the last warm-up and the work set. Uh, when you're learning to hook grip, go ahead and hook grip uh, all of your warm-ups in the beginning. But as much as you can train your double overhand grip, you should. I like to hear about the straps. It sounds like a new accessory I could buy. Mm -hmm. I have four of them. I'll let you borrow one. There's no more accessories, Raina. Raina's mm. always, she just wants to buy things, just wants, and you know, weightlifting, once you get your belt and shoes, that's pretty much it. Oh, well. All right. Next question. All right, Ina, what should I be eating pre and post workout? Pizza. Well, not me. I do eat pizza, <laughs> but the listener wants to know what they should be eating pre and post workout. Okay. Um, don't overthink this. For those of you who are on diets and doing your macros and counting calories and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure you have a whole plan for what you need to be eating before and after your workouts. The general idea is that you don't want to eat anything that's high in fat, high in fiber before you work out because obviously you're going to cause some gastric upset and you do not want to have your stomach upset before you lift. You don't want to poop your pants. So, or throw up or that's, any of those. That's like, good advice. 
You don't want to be uncomfortable. So, you know, if you're, if you're having your meal and a bit, you know, a sandwich or whatever your basic meal is, chicken and rice, you know, have it about an hour out within the hour uh, that from when you're lifting, you can have a shake or you can have, um, you know, a fruit, something high in carb to give you some energy afterwards, just have a regular meal or whatever you're due for. But like use common sense. You know what I mean? Don't eat things that'll make you too bloated, too full right before you work out. What do you eat before we work out? When I'm not eating pizza, uh, I'll have some yogurt and granola, uh, half a sandwich. Even if it's morning, my peeps know I'll be eating like turkey, turkey or meat sandwich in the morning. Um, you know, pizza agrees with me. So, okay. Besides for pizza, I will tell them my, you know, the breakfast of a champion. It Mm -hmm. is two Eggo waffles, peanut butter and jelly. If you don't feel like that, still two Eggo waffles and a little bit of Nutella. When she says a little bit, she means like a, a lot. lot. Enough that it's like all over my chin. Yes. And so that's what she'll eat because it, she just likes it. Right. We're not, after. We're not very good at like the whole diet thing. No, I tracked my macros once. I'm done. <laughs> all right. One last question. And I'm scared to ask, but I'm going to do it anyways because it was a listener question. If I don't have access to barbells, what's the next best thing? Um, okay. So let's answer it this way. Okay. If you're a weightlifter and you don't have access to barbells, but you want to do some sort of workouts to preserve muscle for a short period of time, you can use dumbbells. Okay. Uh, and you can use HIIT workouts. So you can do things like, uh, interval training, you know, you don't want to do anything that's like low intensity, long duration, because you'll break down your body and, um, you'll fatigue and you just won't cause any kind of adaptation that's in a positive light. So I would say heavy dumbbells, um, do things like pressing, pulling, squatting. Don't do any single leg stuff. Don't do anything that injures you. So I would stick with heavier weight, um, lower reps, um, as best as you can. The disadvantage of dumbbells is that they, um, are hard to balance. Um, it's hard to take increases in, in weight because you're forced to take like a five pound jump in dumbbells, maybe at best two and a half. And when you can't do that, then you wind up doing higher reps, which defeats the purpose of strength gains. However, I don't want to tell you, but I purchased more workout equipment. I, I, you have a problem. I'm going to send you to AA for plates. Well, it's not plates this time. I have to say. So what is it? I purchased the new strength coat, uh, dumbbells. I saw it on Instagram and I knew you were going to do it. I couldn't resist. They're basically like mini barbells and, and I bought it for my son, Ben, because he does these bro workouts and I promised Grant from strength coat. She, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, okay. She bought it for her son. You just want to buy more stuff from Strength Co. Don't lie. I wanted to buy more equipment. And I, I know ran, you do. I, you know, one day we'll do a tour of my gym because I have some plates and I have no more plates to buy. And I love buying gym equipment because let's face it, during COVID, like I'm not buying outfits. You know what I mean? Where am I true, going? True, true. So I buy gym equipment and then I buy shoes for my kids and things like that. True. But I love the Strength Co. Um, dumbbells. I can't wait to see them. And what I love about them is you'll be able to load them like you can a barbell. So they're coming in the mail soon. So use dumbbells. Uh, you could do Tabata workouts. You can do hit interval workouts. Don't do anything long duration. Do things to preserve your muscle. And in the end, get a barbell. 
Of course, get a barbell. So that was the two. main. That was the main. Get a bar. Get two get barbells. Two barbells. <laughs> and also order the mini barbells from the Strength Co. <laughs> I'm waiting for Strength Co. to come out with bumper plates. Did you hear that, Grant? I'm waiting, okay. and then I'll have the first one because okay. I love bumper plates. Ah. Okay. So next question, Raina. I listened to your last podcast on infertility. You briefly mentioned that during your first pregnancy, you only did cardio. And during your second pregnancy, you barbell trained. Did you notice a difference in your recovery? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh yes. Okay. Labor no. one, 17 hours. Labor two, 10 minutes of active pushing. Nice. And I have to say that when I asked her how she felt the first time, she felt like she was hit by a truck. Oh, yeah. I couldn't move after. I It was horrible. And I was bloated and just big, and it, I couldn't move. It was horrible. Yeah, so Reina's job was that of an aerobics instructor, and so that's all that she did to keep in shape. And then after a while, your classes and your cardio is not something that's helping you get stronger. It's something that's just um, exhausting you, and you're, she was using up her body, and so she didn't ever develop strength around her hips, pelvis, uh, and so she wound up... Um, I was just weak. Plain yeah. old weak. That's yeah. it. There's no nice way to put it. You're trying to sugarcoat it. I was just weak and in a bad state. Yeah. So she was uh, having a really hard time with her pregnancy and delivery. And that's because, listen, ladies, if you're going to invest uh, in your health during pregnancy, getting stronger is just common sense. If you're going to prepare for the hardest physical event of your life, like child labor, it's a good idea for you to think about getting all the muscles strong that will be helping you to deliver the baby and then helping you to recover like your abs, your back, your hips, right? Pelvic floor, all that becomes stronger when you squat and deadlift. And when Raina strength trained through her second pregnancy, yeah. it was a different experience for her. Oh yeah. And also my son was a much larger baby. He was actually born with like huge wide shoulders, oh my God. huge wide shoulders. But it did not matter, and I had no ripping, no tearing. Pushed Poor him moms. right out in 10 minutes. Poor women. Out. Poor moms. I mean, it is pretty rough. Now, of course, you're going to say that a lot of this is based on genetics and, and you know how people experience uh, childbirth. Everyone has a different experience. We've had lifters who have had a poor experience delivering just because that's the way life works. But you're going to put yourself at a much greater advantage for recovery uh, and for carrying the baby in general. A lot less back pain when your back is strong. Recovery is a lot easier when your body is stronger. And Reina was like glowing after her second pregnancy. Also like most important is the snapback. Do you know what that is? Like what you look like after <laughs> the snapback is like super important. Anyone who's like near my age will be like, oh yeah. Nine months after giving birth, I was like in a tight, like sexy leopard costume. Yes, that I remember that. And I remember going, God. Like she looks 10 times better than everybody else. Hey, 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 we had a deal. What was the deal? I'm not coming back to work until I look good. And you said, good, I'll see you in six weeks. Was it six weeks? You said, I'll see you. You said, you strength train to the end. Do what I tell you. And I will see you in six weeks. Okay. But when did you really get back onto the bar? Um, Three weeks. Right. She gave me a whole three weeks off. <laughs> three weeks in a tan. You're like, bring the baby, put him here. That's right. 135, let's go. Yeah, so invest in your strength training. If you're going to get pregnant, don't start lifting uh, during your pregnancy. If it's something new to you, you know, start about three, you know, three to six months out, get your base of strength, get your body used to lifting and recovering from it, 
and then go ahead and get pregnant and see what it does for you. Right. And keep going. If you're allowed to keep going, don't stop. There's no reason to. Mm -hmm. You'll modify, but don't stop. That's the best advice we could give. Yeah. All right. Best question. I'm really excited. Everyone wants to know, how is it possible to throw children's birthday parties on a budget? And how do I do it? This is the queen of parties. And so thanks for asking the question because I love watching Raina put together events. Okay. So my rule is for all my events, and I'm not talking about for food. I'm talking about decor. It has to be $50 and under. That is my budget. 50 bucks for the whole thing? No, no. 50 bucks for decor. Like the plates, the cups, tablecloths, nothing above $50. And that includes balloons. That's a great price point. And the only way to do it is by going to the 99 cent store. Obsession over here. I I love it. You know why? I feel rich in the 99 cent store. Dollar store, 99 cent store. That's Raina's jam. Family dollar. You know, you could also order from them online now. They have a website. I could spend a lot of money there. Yes, you really could. For nothing. And you'll get great stuff. It's the easiest way. And you know what? And that will dictate your theme. So like everyone always trying to think of a theme before. No, no. You walk in the 99 cent store, whatever they have, that is your theme. What kinds of themes have you done from there? Um, I like to work with colors. I don't like specific themes like princess, but like princess to me is pink. Yeah. So everyone has a hot pink tablecloth, different color tablecloths, and then boom. So we used to, we did a, a baby shower also from there. We had all oh, these yeah. cute, cute things we did like bottles, baby bottles, little duckies. It's true. You know, if you have a local dollar store next to you, check it out. And like she said, you know, get your theme from there. And one thing that Raina used to always do in our gym is she would use gym equipment to make the table look better yeah. than just like you have a flat folding table, Raina would dress it up by creating layers. Right. So all you need to do is you take a folding table, one regular tablecloth, and then you layer it. Use boxes, Amazon boxes. Um, yoga blocks are super excellent. And I even use dumbbells to hold down the tablecloth so it doesn't blow away. If you have an outdoor party, that's a good trick. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll show them one day on how to put together that table. Yeah, for sure. We'll do that on video. But yeah, so you, she used to create layers out of that kind of stuff. And then uh, you'd sprinkle the table with bubble gum, which was my favorite. Yes, if you guys need bulk handy, Oriental Tradings is the place to go. It's the best prices. I've done my research. Places to avoid. Party City. Overpriced. Don't go. Stop going. (laughs) Wait, you also have another favorite spot. Yes, one more favorite spot. Oh my God, you're really giving them all my secrets. Okay, Walmart. I know, yes, yes. Walmart has an excellent party section and they have all the themes. So if your kid likes Batman or Pokemon or LOL surprise dolls, they really have it at the best prices. We haven't thrown a party in a while. I I just did Tori's birthday party right from the 99 cent store. I know, but you know. Oh like, yeah, like a real party? Big event. I miss doing events. Soon, soon. I'm holding off. I, I'm hoping the world's going to go back to normal July 4th. Stay tuned. Oh yeah. Well, and if it doesn't, we're going back to normal <laughs> July still, 4th. We're going back to normal on July 4th. That's our, that's my date. Yeah. So there's no reason to spend a ton of money. Dollar store, 99 cent store, Walmart. And it's all about how you dress it up. We'll get Raina on video uh, helping you come up with uh, cute birthday ideas and how that's to dress up your right. table. Okay. I've waited... 15 minutes and 8 seconds. Drum roll, please. It is time for Overheard at the Gym. Raina's favorite part of the podcast and the only reason she does this podcast. That is true. And today we're talking about people who park like assholes at the gym. You know who you are. I'm still mad at you. Okay, so where should we start? Because this is going to be a very lengthy conversation. So I think you should say like what you hate about people's parking and then I'll go. Go ahead. 
Okay, so I'm gonna reference the gym with this because we can go on about people who park like jerks forever. But when I owned a gym, uh, what would really piss me off is that people would park and block my doors because they were late to class and they so decided good. that they weren't gonna use the parking spots. They would just pull up in front of the doors and block the doors so that when you open the door to come out of class, you would hit their bumper. Thanks for parking like an asshole. Okay, my favorite is that when people take up multiple spots. Yeah. Like you have no excuse. I drive a big truck, I drive a Chevy Tahoe, and I managed to get my car in one. So She's you can do. She's a great parker. She's a great parker, by the way. Yeah, okay. I've even had incidents where moms would be running late. Don't blame you moms for running late after dropping off your kids trying to make your favorite class. And we used to accommodate people by changing the hours of our class sure. and letting them come in 10 minutes late. And that's cool. But if you're a mom who's dropped off her kid and has the other kid in the car, don't leave your kid in the car with the door open. I think that's illegal. <laughs> playing your, on your cell phone so you can do 15 minutes of class. Yeah, just bring them in. Well, I used to ask, why did you just pull up your car here? I have my kid in the car. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's the first thing you shouldn't be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Or how about the people who like circle and circle and circle? There's a hundred parking spots, but they want to be in the front. The front. They're waiting and they're blocking you from getting out of your spot. It's great. Unbearable. Okay, we had somebody that drove into a telephone pole because they were in such a rush, wanted to fit their car into a spot that didn't fit and slammed into the pole in front of the gym. Good. Well, you know what I like to say? I quote this from Desperate Housewife. Evil can drive a minivan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we learned that. Oh, we know it. Oh, yeah, we know it. <laughs> and anyone who lives in like a rural neighborhood is going, oh, yeah, 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 the mini drivers. Oh, my God. <laughs> going up the one way, the wrong way, taking up too many spots, parking in the handicap spot when you shouldn't be. Oh, that's horrible. God. That's horrible. I felt so bad. I watched an older couple one time park, um, looking for parking and they had a handicap sticker and they were like looking at the car that I knew was from a member who had just parked and run in to get their, their pass. And they were looking to go to the physical therapy spot next to us. And it was like, people have no really learn how to park. I mean, learn how to park, right? And just be a normal part of society. Right. Or go back to driver's ed. It's okay. That's what it's there for. That's true. <laughs> go back to driver's ed. Like, that's it. And stop parking like an asshole. Enough. Well, this has been a great episode and we're really excited to be coming to you on camera. Uh, if you dig this, drop us some DMs and continue to send your messages to us on Iron Moms USA Instagram or ironmomsusa.com. Yes, we love your questions and nothing is off the table. So send it all in. Yeah, and send pizza. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Send pizza. Bye, everyone. <laughs>